0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Our call-in number is 917-889-2372, that's 917 917- Eight eight I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. Now, let's welcome our star and host, the pet psychic, Laura Finchfield. Hello.
2: Hello. I guess you should be like one of those, te- like introducing Vanna White or something. <laughs>
1: oh, that would be really funny. <laughs> It'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. (laughs) First, I'd have to, like, uh, work out and look nice and get a fancy dress. You look nice. (laughs) It'd be a whole thing.
3: Right. you have to
1: have a whole image. Yeah. I could be, like, the punk rock Vanna White, perhaps. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Rock vegan Vanna White. Well, maybe
2: Vanna White was a vegan.
1: Yeah, who knows? Um, Speaking of vegan... Uh, there's a, I'm so sad because I'm going to school this weekend and, uh, I'm not going to be here in LA and there's a hollow vegan event. Oh really? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's at my bar. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an investor in a bar.
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So I have this bar called Verdugo bar and it's in LA and they have a hollow vegan event and I'm not going to be there. So sad. you didn't have anything to do with the planning of the event, obviously. No, it's just coincidence that they do vegan events at this place. Yeah, that's interesting. No, and I miss it every time because my school happens to be on weekends when there's fun stuff going on.
2: Well, we'll have to next time. We'll have to have the vegan event there and bring some like farm animals or something and talk to them.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, what what do you guys do for Halloween?
2: Um, you know, I just spoke to all the animals today, like all these animals, for an article about, like, what did they think about Halloween? Yeah. And I spoke to this one cat that was so funny. He's all black, and he says that his people, his people, um, spray white on him so that he looks like a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> he says that it. That is, people do it for two different reasons. That they do it, one, because they don't want him to be stolen as a, you know, in, like, from, like, the cults. And they also do it for, you know, like, a Halloween costume. But he says that he hates it because all his kids are, for, for like, a week are holding their nose going, you stink, you stink. <laughs>
0: That's really and then funny.
2: This, this one miniature pony told me that that one year they put like all these legs on him so that he looks like a spider, <laughs> and that the legs kept like hitting him in the side, and he hated that because <laughs> 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 but he this year he's really excited because he's gonna have a headless horse he's gonna be he's gonna have a headless rider on him, oh, that's cool. I know But they take him To trick or treating Isn't that cute
1: That's really cute
2: <laughs> Really cute And he loves the kids And everything And even the the cat He loves the kids And then Oh the black cat To say a happy story About the black cat He said that uh, His favorite part Of Halloween Was watching the candles And the pumpkins <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so cool So yeah. there are So there are positives To Halloween For animals A lot of them like Wearing costumes Whereas Some don't. Yes, exactly. Just like people. Um, What do you suggest uh, people do since people are going to be knocking on doors and ringing doorbells and it might? Oh, um, that's a really good
2: question, I. So um, to tell your animals about Halloween, especially the younger ones, you know, that don't really know all about it if you have trick-or-treaters, and to tell them that, people and kids all get dressed up and they get dressed up in like scary outfits and it's for fun and they go around to different houses to get candies and treats and that's why people will come knocking on the door and to be quiet. It's going to be a big one with Luca. He's a big barker so we're going to have to teach him to be quiet.
1: Okay, so how would you do that? What uh, can you give us a couple techniques or tips on how we yeah, can practice? Yeah, well, you just want to
2: picture it? everything in your mind. So you want to say the kids are going to be walking down the street, going to house to house, dressed in funny costumes, and you just picture that in your mind, like what that would look like, mm-hmm. and then they're going to come up. Up to the house and if you have a gate or something where they hear that like noise of the opening of the gate or you know, you just kind of picture that and then them knocking or and then opening up the door and your animal being quiet or your cat feeling safe. Mm Mhm. And then you show them the candy and the kids taking the candy and being really happy and then walking away. So you just
1: picture everything in your mind. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, for all you listeners, do that for your uh for Halloween. Yeah, I think it's important because you know, especially yeah, uh, like you said for new pets who might be living with us, they might not know what Halloween is and to keep hearing the doorbell can be really exciting and overwhelming.
2: Right, and scary to see all yeah. those
1: masks and everything. And oh, yeah.
2: really, if you have a dog that bites, keep your dog farther away from the door. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good it sounds, it sounds so obvious, like I shouldn't have to tell people that, but really, yeah. I do have to tell people that. Leash your pet and yeah. bring them farther away from the door. Right. Or put them in the back room or put them in a crate or, you know, keep them farther away from the kids. Like, if you really are fearful that your dog might snap or something, better safe than sorry. It's not a good time to practice your dog being around children.
1: Yeah, especially with masks on.
2: <laughs> I know, right. Entering your
1: home. It's not all people know that. Yeah. Wow. Better safe than sorry. hmm So anything else been going on for you? Not much, really. It's been a pretty this week went by so fast. I know it did. It did for me too. I wish the year
4: went by fast.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, this year was crazy fast. But I think I say that every year. I say like every month, and I say that every year. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it's October. I can't believe the holidays are here.
0: How (laughs) are the pets doing with
1: you? Like, how are your animals doing? My animals are great, oh, do you hear them? One of them's barking. The other one's gonna go and continue to bark with him. her. I gotta stop saying him. <laughs> I'm so yeah. used to it from Ventura, so our new dogs are all girls. That's right. They're so cute, yeah, um, but Should yeah, they're doing to- good. All right. Should we get to some callers? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Blake from. The Valley, Blake. Are you there?
5: Yes, I am.
2: Hi, Blake. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have um, haven't seen you in a while. I know. So I hear that you have a dog that just had an operation. Is that true?
5: Um, not just.
0: Uh, she, had,
5: excuse me. She had the first operation about seven weeks ago, and she was doing pretty well, and then the leg totally fell apart, and she had to have another surgery.
2: Oh, no, on the same leg.
5: Same, Yeah, same leg. So I was kind of wondering if you might be able to find out from Bobby um, what happened to her to begin with that, that caused her to have that broken leg,
0: Oh, you don't and, know. Uh,
5: she's do. Due- no, we have no idea. I I got her out of the shelter. I rescued her.
2: Oh, so you rescued her with the broken leg. Yes. And um, and she's a black chow, right?
5: That's correct.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get her. And which leg is it?
5: Uh, the left rear. Okay. Let me get her. Yep, actually, no, it's the right rear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She said she got smacked in the head first and then kicked.
5: Well, that wasn't nice.
2: I got kicked really hard by a boot.
5: Wow, because she had a broken femur in three places.
2: She said the boot boot didn't stop kicking her and she bit the boot. I wonder why the boot was kicking her. Should we ask her? Sure. I ate a lot of food off the table. And the food was really good. It looks like she ate a lot of tacos or something.
5: So I guess whoever had her didn't appreciate her helping herself.
2: No. She said my mom took me out of there. My mom told me someone would help me. Was she an owner turning? No. Was she was a stray?
5: Yep, she was a stray.
2: That's interesting because I see her mom taking her somewhere, putting her in the car.
5: Well, no, she was uh, picked up as a stray. We didn't even know her leg was broken until after we rescued
4: her.
2: Okay, hold on. I'll ask her how she became a stray. I just wandered. She says, nobody dumped her, I just wandered. It looks like she's in, like, a big yard and there's other dogs there, and she just wandered away. There doesn't even look like to, to be fences.
5: Well, she, was, she was out in San Bernardino County, so that, you know, would make some
2: sense. My mom said somebody would help me. And I wandered because nobody helped me. Now I'm in a good place.
5: Yep, she's in a very good place.
2: I'm not healing well though because my body doesn't feel well inside.
5: Hmm. I wonder what that's body feels about.
2: sick and tired.
5: She's sick and tired.
2: Yeah, she said her body feels sick and tired. She's kind of almost giving me the the feeling of like uh, like how you feel after you get vaccines or something. Like toxic almost. Wow.
5: Because uh, she,
2: that she seems be, to
5: be doing well.
2: Oh, that's good. It could still be from the anesthesia feeling, you know, too.
5: Well, that was quite some time ago.
2: She says it doesn't feel like it's healed all the way. It still hurts me.
5: Yeah, the doctor said she's about 85% healed at this point.
2: Oh, it's still creating some pain. Yeah, I don't feel
5: 100%. Yeah, she's getting physical therapy, Mm. and I was wondering, um, you know, how she feels about that.
2: Okay. It hurts me when they move my knee. I don't want them to move my knee, but it feels good when they massage my hip, but it hurts my knee. feels like the ACL or the ligament that goes over the knee hurts.
0: Hmm.
2: So, Blake, we should go on to take another caller.
5: Okay. But- well, thanks, Laura. I appreciate it, and hopefully I'll see you soon.
2: Yeah, it was good to talk to you guys
1: okay bye
2: bye okay.
1: thank you bye um little well, cool thing I know well, talking about vaccines reminds me about the uh thing you were telling me about the other day uh for Aloha, my dog, oh yeah. So, So, yeah, tell our audience about this test, because I didn't know about it.
2: Okay, well, first of all, they say the 28 vet schools around the country are saying that we over-vaccinate our pets. And because of over-vaccination is why our pets have so much cancer. Mm -hmm. And so if your vet is telling you that you need to vaccinate every year that they're either just want your money or they're not keeping themselves updated. And you can find a lot of information online about it, and Dr. Dodd, D-O-D-D, she's um, the vet that that researched it the most and sort of brought it to all these schools and brought it to everyone's awareness. So. What you can do if you're kind of scared that, you know, you're not doing the right thing by vaccinating is you can take a titer test, and it's T-I-T-E-R. And what that is is it just tests to see if the dogs still have the antibodies in their system to see if they can still fight off, you know, whatever disease it is, whether it's Bordetella or Parvo or um I don't distemper any of those those uh vaccines that you get.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's um, really great to know because um those are required if you want to take your dog to, you know, boarding or daycare or what all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and
2: a lot of those places now will accept the titers mm-hmm. because so many vets are using them. So right. You know, just kind of check in with your doggy daycare to see if if that's okay. And yeah. I even heard that some states are allowing titers for the rabies vaccine too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, if you think about it, if we the that these vaccines are lasting seven years to a lifetime. And these animals are getting vaccines in like their sh- shoulder area mm-hmm. every single year. It's I you I cannot even tell you how many dog dogs and cats I see with bone cancer a year. Wow. I mean, so many. I probably see like two or three a month mm-hmm. that have bone cancer, and mm. I just know it's like it starts from those vaccines going right in that area.
3: Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It's- well,
2: I'm definitely going to look
1: into it
3: yeah you should. I'm
2: going to ask and it my doctor makes the animals about it. really sick. And the other thing is that people should really know about vaccines is if your animal is ill, if your animal has like this allergic reaction, it has an ear infection, you know it's throwing up, it has diarrhea, and then you take in your animal to the vet to get to find out what's wrong with your animal, and the vet says to you, "Oh, you're due for your vaccines. <laughs> Do not give your animal vaccines when your animal's already
1: sick." You wanna wait.
2: You wanna wait until your animals healthy and then give them the vaccine. Otherwise it's just gonna make them more sick. It's yeah. common sense. I don't know what's wrong with people sometimes.
0: Right.
2: It like, you know. really frustrates me. I'm like right. why are you like why did you go to veterinary school if you were like giving <laughs> animals vaccines when they're sick?
1: Right. They, right to me. But it happens all the time. I mean I can't even tell you how often it happens. Yeah. Uh let's go to Melody from Ohio. Hi Melody.
4: Hi, how are you? Hi, Maddie. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Oh, cool. So what can I help you with? I'm calling about our dog, Sam. Um, he is a seven-year-old. Um, we thought he was, he looks like a, a lab and a um, golden retriever mix. Um, we actually did DNA testing on him and found out that he has heart, um, great vein in him. Oh, wow. Which was very unusual, but um, he was a drop-off, and um, we rescued him. And he's very uh, afraid of men, especially. Okay. And I kind of just wonder what his backstory is, like where he came from, and if he's happy with us and what we can do to make his life easier. Okay, what color is he? He looks like a golden retriever. He's okay. a, a golden color with a little okay. bit of white on his chest.
2: Okay, and his name is Sam. Sam, yeah. Can you tell my mom I want to play with a bigger ball?
0: Okay.
2: It looks sort of of like a soccer ball almost or a little bit smaller than a soccer ball.
4: Okay, we can do that. We can get him a bigger ball.
2: He says also he likes to be hosed from the top down, not from the bottom up. Did I think he's just saying that if you need to hose him down or if the groomer needs to hose him down, that he doesn't like the spray if you just hose his legs and you move it up.
0: Okay. Did you hose him was,
4: recently? My husband's the one that bathes him. He uses a hose. Oh, so tell him
2: that to <laughs> hose from the, from the top down. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, let me ask him about his past past life before you. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because he was a puppy. We think he was only like eight weeks old. It was he and his sister. They were on the side of the road. Oh, so
2: he wouldn't know. Because it's like asking an infant what happened to you.
4: Okay. So it is
2: we. You know, they don't really. They, they, the only thing that they really can remember is like the smell of their mother, or like the smell okay. of the pavement, or hands picking them up. But they don't know the situation behind everything. Gotcha. You makes know, sense. because their consciousness is not that that expanded yet.
4: Okay. But so well, we, well, we can we I can ask him now
2: why he's scared of men. Like, do you know why you're scared of men now?
4: Yeah, if you could. Okay. Sometimes it can be a big issue. I mean, he like he's he's a, he's a very loving dog, um, mm-hmm. but extremely fierce when strange people, especially men.
2: Okay. So what we need to do is tell him to lick and yawn and to blink his eyes, and that sometimes he's making bad decisions when he's being fierce, and he needs to start calming himself and looking to you whether or not to see if it's a problem or not. Okay. I like it when men move slowly, okay. sometimes I'm scared of men because they seem to talk loud at women, really, and I think huh? they have loud voices,
4: okay, okay all right well we can we can handle that. He's saying something too about
2: like he doesn't like their belts or their hips or something like he's sort of like scared of their their around their torso, which is It hmm. make me nervous. He says it's interesting that he's not saying things like it's their hats or their you know it's like more their their body movements. Well,
4: that's what like I said. I couldn't quite ever we couldn't quite ever figure out why he was doing that. Um, and it was never with
2: women. It was only with men. So, their energy is more obnoxious. That's interesting too. So one of the things you want to just think about doing with him is that when a man like that sort of comes forward, is you want to see if you can get his attention on you, get him to look at you, and you can just say, look at me, and look and yawn and blink your eyes, and it's okay. You want to stay away from saying things like, don't be scared. That man is not going to hurt you because then you picture those things in your head. Uh huh. So you want, like, you can, you picture like the man hurting him because they don't understand the negative. So you want to say the man is safe. You know, right. look and look away. You can trust me and get him. Whenever an animal is aggressive, they're trying to take care of the situation themselves, and what we really want them to do is look to you for guidance. Right. That's why doing anything negative, like especially when there's fear, like any type of negative reinforcement, like like jerking them on the collar or screaming at them no is not oh, yeah. helpful to, it's not helpful to them because they um then they then they just get scared of you while they're scared of them, and then that is like they don't feel they feel even more abandoned and not safe
0: so. it's yeah. important
2: kind of direct them back to you and give them something positive to do, like a sit or a down or a walk away or a heel away. Okay.
4: Okay. Yeah, yeah he's super smart. He's real good. I had no problems training him. He picks up things very quickly. Um, uh, that's, that's good. So every time there's a man like
2: that around, have a routine. And it's really important to have the routine, like like you come to me, you sit in front of me, and then you, then you kind of walk around me to a heel or – then we heal off or you sit behind me, but always okay. have it the same routine where he walks the same direction every time, because then it becomes like second nature to them. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, you it, have to,
2: you'll have to call us back and let us know how he does.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Melody.
4: Bye-bye.
1: And also, um, for people who want to update us so we can um, update, you know, our listeners, um, they can email us at petpsychic at com, right? No, that's not it. <laughs> oh, petpsychicradio at gmail.com. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was, like, testing myself. <laughs> so, petpsychicradio at com. I should yeah. really write that down. It just automatically goes to my mail, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you know, email us and let us know how your pets are doing after you uh have called in and and or uh, things that you want to talk about on the show, yeah, or anything you want us to talk about that would be great if people can write in um I would love to address common problems or issues that people are dealing with with their pets and are having a hard time communicating with them. That would be really great, so you know, email us. That's um, true. Oh, Safe
2: Haven Pet, I want to say. She says, is the dog being fierce because of fear, or is he trying to protect, be protective of his mom? And that was a question of the last about the last dog. Yeah. And um, he was definitely being protective out of fear. But what's really interesting is a lot of people sort of think that their dogs are being protective of their mom when it's actually really fear-based. Mm. and what I used to tell, you know, a long time ago, the first dog I had that was out of my parents' house was um, she was really protective. She used to guard a gas station, and I rescued her from the gas station. So she was really protective of me. But she was very, very smart. She knew when it was appropriate to be protective and when it wasn't. Mm. And that's what we want to teach our dogs, whether it's, being fearful or just being protective, we want to teach them to really make decisions. Like, is this really a time to be protective? Because when the mailman comes up to the door, that's really not a time to be protective. The mail—I mean, that's a concept that your dogs can learn that the mailman comes every day at a certain time to bring you mail and treats,
0: yeah,
2: or whatever comes in the mail. So it's it's important to really watch your dog and see because I think so often people are like, oh, my dog's being protective of me when they're not. They're just really scared stiff, and they don't even know you're there when they're barking.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know what we should do? We should get a mailman who's scared of dogs on the show. Oh, yeah, that would be good. There are
2: so <laughs> many them. Um, I know. I mean, for a good I reason. You, but Oh, there
1: are so many of them that have been bit. Yeah, we could teach them how to communicate. But I, I guess don't. if they can't, if their their like parents aren't the dog parents aren't doing it, it would be difficult to I guess instill in them, right? Well, it's good.
2: Like if they bring treats and stuff, and sort of know yeah. what to do, their body language, and if they don't come up to the door so fast, if they come All up right. to the door slower, and they turn Aww. their body and maybe leave them a treat, and tell them, "I bring the mail." You notice how your mom and dad go
1: through the mail? Yeah, that would be good. We should do that. Yeah, we should. Sure. <laughs> we got uh Cheryl from Vancouver, Washington. Cheryl, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi Hi Cheryl. Hi, Laura. Thanks for taking
3: my call. Thanks for calling in. Well, so, I have a question. Okay. Um about oh, earlier this year we had our uh, uh border colleague put to sleep and so then I ran down to the Humane Society and and got another dog. Um, she's a twelve-year-old black and white border collie, just a sweet, sweet girl, um, and her name is Shelby. Mm-hmm. Her bit her problem is is that she won't go down halls in our house. Oh, she she won't? will no. She will go run if I try to get her to go down the hall. She'll run behind the chair or couch and. Even coaxing her, trying to coax her with um, you know, little biscuits or something, she will not do that. She will not go down oh. the hall. Do you know was so, she at the shelter for a long time? No, she really wasn't. She was there for about four or five days. Oh okay. <clears throat> she okay, was shaking ask. fiercely when we picked her when I found when I saw her the first time at the shelter. But um it's so nice of you talking. adopt an older dog. Oh, hey, it was my pleasure. She's been a doll.
0: Oh, that's
3: so
2: sweet. Okay, let's ask her. And her name is Shelby, and she's black and white, right? Yes. Okay. She says, "I don't like them because they're dark and they look like they're going to collapse on me." Or is your is your hallway well, well lit?
3: Um, I've done it both ways, you know it it is a well lit hallway, and then when I turn the lights on, it's um um very well lit so okay they are kind of to... a smaller hallway I mean they're not yeah. huge well, I mean where is she going when you go down the hallway? Do you go to your bedroom There, there are bedrooms down there, bathrooms, things like and that so. in your bedroom? She does sleep in our bedroom. She'll go, our bedroom is upstairs, so she'll run upstairs and run right to um, the other side of the bed. She won't go into the bathroom area. She'll just run to the side of the bed and lay down, and that's where she sleeps. Does she she have to go through that hallway to get there? Not really, no. Oh, she doesn't. Okay, mm -hmm. so where
2: does she have to go to get to that hallway? I mean, what should we tell her about where does she go when she goes through that hallway?
3: Well, there are bedrooms down uh the one that's on the main floor that has the hallway that you know the uh there's bedrooms down there um that you know if people are here they'll stay in there and stay in there okay. so it like needs to go down there daily. You're just wondering cuz I
2: need to explain cuz one of the things that you all wanna think about is like when you're trying to wonder about like why your animals are not are not doing a certain um Thing like going down the hallway is you wanna to explain to them the benefits of going down the hallway, mm-hmm. like what does it mean for her when she goes down the hallway? Where will she go, and that can help her sort of get through actually moving down the hallway
0: uh-huh.
2: if she knows what it means to actually get through there. So, but but that really, it's just the guest bedrooms, and so she doesn't really need to go down the hallway, but you would just like her to learn it because of confidence reasons, right?
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, so it, just getting over her, her fear. So yeah. Okay, so let me tell her that, that it's not like you're going to do anything to her or put her in a room or give her a bath or anything like that. You just want her to get over her
4: fear. Right.
2: She says, I understand that, but the walls are really scary. The walls look like they're going to come down
3: on me. Like she's getting sort of like a suffocated feeling, like a trapped feeling. You know, I do wonder if that has something to do with she does have a bit of an eyesight problem when it's dark. Um, mm-hmm. She can't see very well going upstairs or downstairs if it's dark.
2: Do you have so the light on. Let me
3: ask her if she can she see.
2: She says, it looks too scary and I don't know a way to get out.
0: Aww.
2: So she doesn't need to really get out. I mean, she's just going down the hallway and then she could turn around and come back the same way. It's almost like, too, she's always felt like she's needed an escape
0: route,
2: you know, and she doesn't really need an escape route anymore. Maybe that was
3: her old life. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that they uh, possibly... Put her down there. Kept her there when they were gone, in a in, down a hall into a bathroom or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or,
2: or just even like a small crate or something that that uh-huh. gave her that same enclosed feeling. Let me. I can ask her. No, I never really was in a house. I haven't been in many houses. Oh. Just been in one room. So it looks like maybe she was allowed in like, maybe the people lived in a studio or something, or she was allowed in like one room. It looks like one room off a patio. I never had to go down a hallway,
3: except at the vets. Oh, yeah, that's not good either.
2: I keep telling her it's safe and she can learn to get over it. What you want to remind her, too, is to lick and yawn and to blink her eyes and to calm herself and that she's safe and she always has a way out, and that's her old life and she can let it go. She says she likes it when you walk on either side of her
3: down the hallway. Oh, okay. Have you done that? I've taken her, I've put her on a leash, and... You know, walk down the hall with her. Just walk down there, turned around, came back, walked back down, came back,
2: walked oh, back great.
3: down. Well, so just and, walk halfway and
2: then like stroke her a little bit and give her uh-huh. a treat, and go back. And you don't always have to do the full hallway. Okay. Yeah, and less is more with fear. So, so kind of always end on a good note before she gets too scared.
3: Now what we have tried is putting um dog treats. When we leave we put dog treats all over the house so she has oh, to go that's find smart. them. And she's actually when we come home the dog treats are gone. In the so hallway. So we know that Yeah. In the hallway oh, and even down in the bathroom. Oh, that's so great. What a good job. That was really smart. <laughs> so she does do it when we're gone, but boy i that just a little while ago, I I did it. I have treats down the hall, and she won't go get them. So we'll, we'll, it, can we'll keep
2: on it. it can be scary. It can be scary. Hmm. sweet little
3: thing. <laughs> yeah. Wait,
2: she's so, one. Here, let her, uh, hold on, She's saying one more thing to you. She says thank you so much. She's never had so much food in her bowl before either. Oh. <laughs> and she's never had so first. much special food.
0: Oh, that is so funny!
3: You say that. We give her a little bit of canned food with her dog food, and I bet uh, you she's never had that before. She says she and likes she her a special diet.
2: She says hmm. she likes her comfy bed too. Oh. You're saying thank you, thank you. Aww. Well, she-
3: yeah, she was out. They said that they kept her in the garage at night. So, oh, sleeping so that's, on a the, one, nice that's the one room then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, thanks for calling
2: in. Well, thank you, Laura. That was very Hi. insightful. Okay. Oh, nice
4: to talk to you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye. So we're going to have to keep it quick, but we have one more caller before our special guest.
4: Okay.
2: Uh,
1: Shepard, are you there? Yes, hello. Hi. Hi there.
6: Hi. Hi. I have a dog, Jazz. She'll be 15 next Valentine's Day. She has a really high quality of life despite typical senior maladies like hearing loss, eyesight, arthritic hip. Her blood work is good. She has a growth on her right eyelid that obscures half her vision, such as it is in that eye.
0: Uh-huh. The, vet,
6: the vet can take it off in a five- to seven-minute surgery but I'm hesitant because of her age, and I want to know if she, should I do it? Will she come through the surgery okay? Is it even worth it for her quality of life? Okay, and is is she a shepherd? She's or, No, I'm a shepherd.
2: Okay, I was wondering, is that your name or is the dog a shepherd? So yeah, what I'm, kind of I'm dog shepherd. is she? does she look like? She's
6: Jazz, and she's a Golden Retriever Collie Mix. Oh, okay. And
2: she, is she blonde, like a golden retriever? She's Her
6: undercoat is blonde, and on top she's uh, reddish.
2: Okay. And when you say, th- does she have to get put under for the anesthesia? Yeah. Does she have to get five put to under for the surgery? Minutes.
6: Yeah, five to yes. seven minutes under okay. anesthesia.
2: So just so you know... I can't predict the future, and um, Jazz probably can't either. So will she make it through the surgery is something that neither of will, us will know. But we can ask if she has a good idea of how, if she wants the surgery and if she has a good idea from it, about it.
6: Does it bother her, the thing on her eye, does it really bother okay. her a lot, or does she just doesn't care? Does it bother yes. everybody okay. else I'll more, I'll...
2: and okay. they look at it and think it looks bad? Yeah, it itches my eye. It makes my eye feel like it's dirty. I would like to get it out and I feel strong. Okay. I feel like my heart beats well. I also like my doctor. I feel like my doctor is very smart. (laughs) I feel like my doctor knows what they're doing. Is that true? Yes, he's fairly renowned as a surgeon. Oh, that's good to know because not all the animals actually feel well about their doctor. Some of them tell me, no way, don't let that doctor touch me again. (laughs) That's good.
6: I, I feel that way about my doctor's. Is there anything I can do that would would make her happy or happier
2: or anything? She said yeah, that wants? when they do the eye, could they do her teeth because her gums are hurting?
6: Yeah, the, as they're as she's coming out of the anesthesia, they're going to do some scraping, but they're not going to keep her under any longer to do it. Okay.
2: She said she would like fresher water. My water tastes bad. Well, wow, I give her, um, her bottled water. I, no, I have a filter at home, and uh, we both if drink the same water. That, if her teeth are not good, that could be making her, her mouth taste bad. Or if she has any type of acid reflux, that could also be making her mouth taste bad.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I do. I have that burning up my throat. That's why I like chicken the best. She gets that every day. Oh, that's good.
6: They yeah, put fresh chicken with her food twice a day.
2: Oh, so she's saying she wants just the chicken and not the other food?
6: She doesn't want any dry food with it?
2: Yeah, well, the dry food when they're older does give them uh, digestive issues. It does give them like an acid reflux. It's harder to process and digest. So it's better okay. even if you're like, Firm on giving them dry food when they're older. You want to give them no grain, or you, and you want to add water to it so it doesn't swell in their stomach before they eat it, rather than after.
0: Mm. The kibble swells. Add water,
2: but maybe I should start making, giving her just chicken and vegetables or something. That's what I like, she says. And I think I'm walking well, she says.
5: She is.
2: That's mm. good. Well, you got to call us back and let us know how she does in surgery. Oh,
6: thanks. I will.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for I'll calling do... in. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So today we have uh, the Best Friends Animal Society, and we got Christy Schilling as our special guest. Christy, are you there?
7: I am. Hi. Hi. Hi, Christy. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing
2: well, thanks. So you're with best friends
7: i am I'm a long time volunteer.
2: oh, nice. So tell
4: us a little bit about what you do. um
7: well, I do all kinds of things <laughs> <laughs> um i I can't even tell you how long i've I've been volunteering with them probably fifteen years or more but um you know the the sanctuary is actually low located in Utah, um, but they have a, a group of staff and volunteers, of course, in L.A. to basically um, help with the homeless, you know, pet population here. Um, so they put on various events such as mobile adoptions to give, you know, other rescues as well as themselves a platform to, to get adoptable um, or to get adoptions um, for rescues to be able to show animals and for shelters to be able to show animals. They they pull animals from the local shelters. Um, they do not have a facility here, so they uh, need to foster animals through, you know, the volunteers, which is something else I do as well. They also, you know, kennel the animals. Um, they do a, a big uh, project that they've been working on for several years is uh, Pump, Pup My Ride, where they transport small dogs out of the local shelters out of the state where there are waiting lists for small dogs. So instead Oh, of
2: wow, that's so wonderful.
7: Yeah, it and really is.
2: So it's so neat that Best Friends is taking animals out of the shelters because so many people want to get their animals to Best Friends because it has such a great um, reputation. So right. So do they take private animals too, or is it mostly animals from local shelters?
7: Well, the sanctuary works, you know, very differently than um, than the local, you know, best friends group uh-huh. here um, because, of course, it's a sanctuary and, and they even take in, you know, farm animals and things like that. And, and hey. the criteria to get in there is, is difficult because there's tremendous need. I know that they get um, requests from all over the country, and I think a lot of it is just based on, you know, Need space and exactly, but but here locally, um, you know, they they are pulling out of the local shelters. They work very close close with uh, Baldwin Park, um, which is a county shelter, as well as you know um, South LA and North Central and some of the city shelters. I don't know if you're aware, but the seventh city shelter, which is in Mission Hills, um, that that they that the city has never staffed because they of course hasn't haven't had the funds um they've contracted with best friends and now best friends will be um saving animals from the other city shelters and having them at the seventh uh city oh, shelter and adopting wow, really? them out yeah yeah oh, so that's so they're amazing. really yeah they're really working with the city to really improve the numbers and to, to lessen you know the the euthanasia rate
2: right can you can you tell their website for people who want to learn more about them and also learn how to donate or?
7: sure and and what i would if I could suggest um really to donate to best friends l a so that your dollars are really going to to help our animals not that animals shouldn't be helped everywhere, but if right. you really want to impact your own city or community, you need to specify it so you know you need to say that it's for you know the the pump my ride or for, you know, local mobile adoptions or for the um, you know, the the 7th shelter that they've contracted with the city. You know, oh, those kinds distinct, of things. Because our yep, listeners
2: are from all over the the world really. So, where are there other places that Best Friends sort also works with in the United States or do they just branch out to LA?
7: No, they actually they they really their kind of motto is really helping communities help themselves. So, oh, wow um, if if people just go to their website, they'll see all kinds of ways to to either get involved with with the best friends of that local community, whether it be L.A. or New York or Chicago or, or things like that, or if they, um, you know, want to start something in their own community maybe that, that best friends hasn't, you know, maybe gotten to or touched upon. Um, so they really are about in- empowering, you know, people and, uh, and individual communities. But Great. their website, I can certainly give you, it's, yeah, you know, please. W- www.bestfriends.org. Right. Okay, so let's talk to the bunnies. Okay.
2: So you sent me a picture of two bunnies.
7: Correct. And
2: um, they are Cosmo and Kramer, right?
7: Correct, yes. Which is which? So Cosmo is the darker one, the one that has some, like, darker black-inch brown on his, oh, on his, face, on his face, like his mask hmm and on his okay. bum. <laughs> okay.
2: And Kramer is the one that has the white on his face. Right. Okay. And so what do you want to ask them? And tell us a little bit about them.
7: Sure. Well, I um, they were dropped off at a humane pet store, so... Um, the, the pet store in my neighborhood went humane and uh, we actually were able to ban the sale of animals in Glendale. So that was great. Exactly. But unfortunately, what? Thank you. Unfortunately, what's been happening is now people tend to kind of drop their pets off there, or when they find animals, they don't know where to go and they don't want to take them maybe to the shelter. So um, he was brought these bunnies, and um, and he said, I I can't take the bunnies, you know, I don't have the space, but they were going to let them out in our neighborhood, which which has a lot of coyotes, so they obviously uh. would not survive. They were also smaller, and I, I don't know a lot about bunnies. I've learned a lot since I've had them now, um, but they were, so the only place he had to keep them was kind of in those kind of fish tanks, obviously not, not filled with water. Um, so I saw them in there, and they, they just didn't seem to have space and i didn't That's know what they were no.
0: actually,
7: i know so um <laughs> so i said i'd take them in and i'd foster them and they've doubled in size so i think that they were very young they were probably they were babies yeah
2: and they're right. blinded
7: pair right
2: so they're yes. Dead together
7: yes he had kept them separate and because we didn't know you know their gender um i did take them of course to my vet right away they were both neutered we found out they were boys and oh, ever good. Since Ever since, you know, then they have been been together.
2: Okay, so let's talk to them. So I'm going to get a hold of them.
1: And Christy, uh, did you name them or did they come with that name? We named them. Uh, Seinfeld fans?
7: Well, kind of a long story, but okay, sure. (laughs) The one reminded me of Cosmo. I don't know why. More personality-wise.
2: Yeah. Uh, Cosmo says he wants a home with lots of perches, like lots of levels to climb up. Hmm. And Kramer wants a home where they give you lots of vegetables. That's interesting. Um, Cosmo says he wants a home where they lift him up slowly. Kramer says he likes to be pet around his ears. Cosmo says he likes his mouth rubbed. We love our mom now. If she decides to keep us, we would be happy. (laughs) They both said they wouldn't mind if they had a kid. Oh, no. <laughs> if we had a kid, they could sit in our pen with us, and we wouldn't be aggressive <laughs> Cosmo said that rescuing rabbits is a good story to tell. <laughs> It's true. It is. Kramer says that he thinks it's a great story too. <laughs> Kramer says he likes the story of books written about rabbits because my mom likes to
3: read. Is that true? Um,
7: not so much actually. That surprised me. But the veggie thing is right on. Kramer. I wondered. Loves- maybe
2: you were reading about rabbits or something.
7: Well, I, it's funny, I read to them this morning, which I've oh, you never done. You read to done. them this morning? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny.
0: He
4: liked it. He liked it. That's cute.
2: Uh, Cosmo, said, or Kramer says it's important to talk to animals. Because when you talk to animals, they listen more. That's good. It's true. The yeah. more you talk to them, the more they listen, you know? Absolutely. Cosmo says sometimes he has a harder time paying attention. That's true, too. <laughs> I don't like really loud ringing noises. Hmm. It looks like maybe like a wind chime or something. Do you know what that would be, a ringing noise?
7: Um,
2: would it be well, a kitchen... I mean,
7: they- no, it could be it could be that we we have wind chimes outside. They've we have a large we actually have them in a dog kennel we bought for them on our um covered patio. And you have the wind
2: chimes there in the dog kennel.
7: Well, they're just they're hanging on the pergola that they're underneath. So Okay, let me the, ask the that back to talk. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't like those.
7: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: They make me feel like I'm in danger. Oh. <laughs> Kramer says he doesn't mind them. He thinks they're pretty. Oh. <laughs> she, he says that he just thinks Cosmo doesn't like them because a big wind knocked them against the wall. Oh. I like my mom the way she holds me. That's Kramer. It looks like the oh. way you put him out there or something. Like you do it really gently. Like I see you setting him down really gently. Oh. And actually taking him all the way down to the ground Or a lot of people will let them go a couple feet oh. off the ground.
7: Yeah, no, no, all the way to the ground, always.
2: Well, what's nice about them is they they don't feel like they've been traumatized by any past life. That's great. <laughs> they sound pretty – they sound like great rabbits. Uh, would they be kid-friendly, do you think?
7: Actually, yes. Um, we don't have children. That's why I chuckled when you said they'd be happy mm-hmm. to have kids. We, um, we have a lot of nieces and nephews, and um we always have them over and, you know, really try to educate them about about animals and, and oh, how to treat them. That's what that they're
2: talking about. They've seen those kids and thought they could have one of those. Yeah.
7: <laughs> well, <laughs> they can certainly come over. <laughs>
2: That's cute. So, are you going to keep them?
7: Well, you know, I have to be honest. We've had them since um, since February, and part of the reason, also, I wanted to talk to you about them is to to really find out if they're happy. Um, <laughs> <not having> me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then here's the funny thing, too. So you, we've tried them. I can't even tell you in how many places because we have three cats and two dogs, all rescues, of course. And mm. so, you know, at one point we had them you know, inside, and they didn't seem happy. It was in the uh, kind of in the summer, so it seemed warmer, like that there wasn't enough air, because we know rabbits definitely need, you know, cannot get overheated. So then, you know, we kind of moved them outside and in an X-pen, kind of in the garage, and then that didn't seem like enough space, so then we bought this kind of five-foot-by-five-foot, five like, yeah. metal kennel with, like, a door and a cover, and it's under our covered patio, and, you know, they have a hay box in there, so... You know, but every time it seems like it's still not big enough, and so. Um, well, what he. And then, said, but remember
2: what he said first is to give him levels.
7: Yeah. So like that's maybe true. build
2: build things that he can climb up, like a little ramp yeah. or something.
7: No, that's a that's a great idea. Well, and then when we're home, we actually because we have a fence, but it's not rabbit proof; it's it's dog proof in our. Our cats stand side because of the coyotes. But so even on the fence, we put we added um, kind of wood going the opposite direction, two levels, thinking that um, they couldn't get out. But they tend to go, if we're not watching them like hawks, they go on the backside of our neighbors. And then we have to go around the block and go and get them. So I felt like maybe they would be, like, happier in, in a yard or in somebody else's yard.
2: <laughs> we like where we are. Okay. <laughs> I like where we are? They keep saying that's cute.
7: <laughs> do do okay. can you ask them at all why they go over there?
2: Yeah, I'll tell them to stay, and then we've got we've got to go because we're running out of time. Oh
7: sure. Oh yeah. No yeah, problem.
2: Yeah, no. I'll tell them they have to stay in the yard because it's dangerous, and no getting. Okay. Kind of thinking that to them, too. Like, you have to stay and keep thinking of the territory, what it is, and that it's dangerous to go outside of that. You're not safe. You're not under our protection anymore when you go okay. outside our yard. And keep stressing okay. that to them.
1: Okay. And, Christy, again, your uh, website is www.bestfriends.org. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, great. Is it? And so if you go to bestfriends.org, they'll be able to find the L.A. sector as well.
7: L.A. Program, correct. L.A. Yes.
1: Program, okay. So, yeah, everyone
7: check that out.
2: Yeah, says that sounds scary. That sounds
1: scary.
7: <laughs> oh, good, because he's the one that does it more often. <laughs> well, thank you so
1: much for calling in and being yes. our guest. Calling thank you in, you I so love much. talking to bunnies. And thanks for all
2: the
7: work that you do. Thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Take care. Be okay. well. So that was uh, Christy Schilling from Best Friends. And you can go to their website, bestfriends.org. That's bestfriends.org. And for any other information about the show and um, everything you heard here today, go to www.thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. We have a bunch of people in our chat room asking questions, so maybe uh, we'll be able to stay afterwards uh, to answer Cat Sanctuary's question, if that's okay with you, Laura. Um And uh, we have two minutes. Stormy, come hey, Stormy on. Stormy said you've got
2: to tell them about the bunnies and get tested on. Because on Facebook, this L'Oreal bunny is going flying around Facebook. It's this bunny that got tested, and it's this white bunny with all these patches off of hair off of them, and it's so sad to look at it. Yeah, I thought. Stormy's words of wisdom now is to tell everyone not to support L'Oreal because of the bunny testing that they do.
1: Aww, Storm King is such an activist. I know we've been reading all about it this morning. So sad. I know it's really, really horrible. All those images of animal testing really freaks me out. I know, and it it really puts
2: it into perspective when you see a picture of what is acting. done it's like you can't deny it anymore it's like when you're in the store and you're going to go buy some makeup like Mm -hmm. you can't convince yourself it's okay having that picture in your head
1: i know it's really really awful (sighs) oh man so yeah everyone um i guess thank you for uh calling in we had so many callers i'm sorry we couldn't get to everyone um you can always email us at Radio at gmail dot com. I had to think about that. <laughs> got it right. I got it right. Psychic radio at gmail dot com. And um we'll be in the chat room after the show for a couple extra minutes to answer the Yeah, Pet and you can Sanctuary. listen to
2: the show. Um I post it after the show on my website, which is the petpsychic.com. So you can listen to the show again, or you can get it on iTunes as a podcast.
1: Great. So we'll see you all uh, next week same time 12 p.m pacific standard time uh what time would that be in east coast i guess three 3 p.m yeah. <laughs> 3 p.m for all you east coasters and um we'll see you next week bye buddy